Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode three of Above the Fold, Walton County, Florida. On today's episode, I want to talk a little bit more about the upcoming budget hearing that's going to be taking place on the 25th at 5 p.m. at our South Walton Annex. Last episode, we went into some detail about the budgetary considerations, ad valorem, and how the budget exactly played out, giving some examples. Since that podcast, we had the first hearing on the 11th of September with the final hearing that's coming up on the 25th. Today, however, I wanted to take a step back and look at some more general terms that I think we need to be thinking about as we look at this budget. Let's be honest. I mean, this hearing that's going to take place this week is a formality. As stated by Commissioner Danny Glidewell, the reason they're doing these hearings is because it's the law, and I quote. But I think we need to let that be a wake-up call to us that we need to be paying attention to these things from the beginning. We need to be participating in this process, and if necessary, forcing that participation. I'll be the first to stand up and say, I was completely unaware and not paying attention when the July meeting took place, the workshop as it was, So I can't even speak to the validity of whether or not they would have listened to our citizen input during that proceeding. What I do know is we're faced with a situation now where a budget's about to be passed here in Walton County for an excess of $135 million in spending, $60 million more in budget than they did last year or this year. Now, it's said that $20 million of that is holdover, so we'll call it $40 million for discussion. How can they justify $40 million in additional spending in Walton County without doing anything to address the primary concerns of not only the citizens, but the very concerns that the members of the Board of County Commissioners have been pushing for almost two years now, beginning with a 1%, quote, transportation surtax they tried to put on the 2022 election ballot. People invested almost $200,000 in pushing the agenda and the idea that we needed a 1% sales tax in Walton County to fund critical, necessary infrastructure improvements to roads, transportation, and things of that nature in Walton County because we had to do it. And the only way we'd be able to afford it is to, using their terminology, put that bill on the tourists, something that we wouldn't have to pay. A lot of discussion took place, and in the end, that measure was defeated. Not only because we knew that that tax would be on us, but largely also because we found that that tax was illegal. They never had a legal right to even levy or put that tax before us. Come January of 23 this year, they begin the discussions of, well, since that didn't go through, we need to take out a $40 million loan to be repaid by taxpayers to do, once again, the critical infrastructure, the life-saving fixes to the roads in Walton County that are so woefully behind. But this year, with additional $40 million in revenue they plan to spend on the budget, 
How much of that do you think they put towards that infrastructure? Nothing. No significant, appreciable gain towards that infrastructure. There's a lot of discussion that's going on about, oh my gosh, our taxes are increasing. Look at, look at this trim notice I got. My, my bill's going to go up. The revenues are going up from ad valerum. But realistically, we need to be honest if we're going to have these conversations, if we're going to stand up to this board of county commissioners and demand that they do better, that they represent us better, we need to be honest about what's going on and what the priorities should be and what we feel the priorities should be and hold them to those. Our millage is, in fact, one of the lowest in the state of Florida, I believe, second from the lowest. It has not gone up. Yes, they are proposing a token decrease, but that's not really what it's about. The value of our homes, the assessed value of property in Walton County has skyrocketed in the last few years. On one hand, we're extremely happy because our equity in our homes is increasing. The value of our homes is increasing. That's a good thing on one side. But the flip side of that is the more your house is valued for, the more taxes they collect. That is the way of government, and that is what we live in. So the question really is, with those increases in value in property, what is our county, what is our local government, what are our representatives doing with that increased revenue? Well, the answer is they're not doing what they need to be doing. They're investing it frivolously in golf courses, an airport from nowhere, property. A large percentage is in property. I think it's like 76% of our capital assets yeah. is in property. Yes, and they've been buying at, at an astounding rate. As this revenue has gone up, they've gone on a buying spree. Think about that. As a homeowner, your value of your home goes up. Interest rates have gone up. Do you really think this is a buyer's market or Insurance is this a seller's market? Insurance in Florida has gone up. Insurance in Florida has skyrocketed, absolutely. Cost of living has skyrocketed. Going to the grocery store is a painful exercise these days. But our county commissioners are spending that increased revenue that they receive from us for the privilege of owning property in Walton County and they're blowing it on things that do virtually no benefit to us while preaching about the infrastructure. And while we're talking about infrastructure, think about the massive development that's been going on, allowing variances at every turn, giving carte blanche to build developments. Not charging proportionate fair shares or concurrency. Now Danny wants to change it to mobility, mobility fees. Mm -hmm. Problem is, is that the opportunity has already passed. And uh, after reading what Danny said about proportionate fair shares, he does not see where um, he does. He doesn't. He does not see where the proportionate fair shares are, are fair. Are fair. <laughs> in his words. And that 
okay, his defining fairness, when a developer comes into an area to develop, there's only so much land that they can develop on. So the it's first come, first serve, and they will develop, you know, the, the development, and they will have uh, how many units. I'm not sure exactly the numbers for Freeport or the apartments. But if there's 3,000 people going to go in there, then the proportionate fair share is based on the number of units and people living in there. So for that developer at that moment in time, that is how it would be calculated. If another developer came in, they wouldn't be charged based on um, the, de- the the developer that made it there first. They would be charged, and they should be charged, based on how many people... Yes, well, when they then- cross thresholds. And he, he the example that uh, Commissioner Glidewell used was if someone put in 500-unit apartment complex and didn't cross that threshold, they wouldn't be ca- charged. But then the other person that brought in 500 more would theoretically, because they're bringing it to a thousand, could then be charged, and that's not fair, according to him. What's fair? That's how. Uh, that's not how the free market works. Right. Uh, he doesn't understand how it works, and he these, clearly states that in his statement. Yeah, these which develop- is disturbing because yes. there, we have a commissioner that is running a a county that generates. Billions of dollars in revenue. It's multi-million dollar uh, tax revenue and also, you know, just the tourism and everything like that. And yeah, budget, this is absurd, a, really. It yeah. truly is. Their budget is over $315 million. We were speaking or I was speaking earlier about the ad valerum being around $137 million, But when you add in all the other sales taxes and tourism and bad taxes and everything else, it is a massive budget. Which brings me to another thing, or actually before I go there, what you were saying about the developers and proportionate fair share, you were right, free market, these rules, these regulations, these thresholds, they're known, they're not mysteries, developers have every option, and if you're the first come, first serve developer, that may have a benefit for you. If the next developer comes in, they're going to know, hey, proportionate fair share, we're going to push the population density past a threshold and we're going to have to do that. That is part of the investment. But it is what is not fair that he's calling unfair, but what is not fair about what he's saying is the attitude isn't you just ignore it, you don't apply it, you waive it. Because and that's what they've been who's doing. Who's that not being fair to? All the people, the 500,000 people in that development, all the other people of the surrounding areas that have to use that road that now can't be fixed. It, here's how I view it. Walton County being a unique uh, region and a tourist county or region, um, any developer that can come here, you know, is going to develop here. It is a privilege. And if they want to develop here, then they will assist the community and pay the proportionate fair shares to be able to develop. Otherwise they can go to another County and develop someplace else Yes, because there's, you know, they know what their profit margin is. It is not for Danny to determine that what's fair, you know, um, let me say this. He speaks as if he's a liberal, equitable, equity, fairness, really? No, this is 
capitalism. And this is how the market works. You get in there early, you get a lower price on, say, land. Yes. And then as... And everybody plays by the same set of rules. Yeah, everybody plays by the same set of rules. But as more development comes in, I mean, when you flood a market with housing, then what happens is, you know, it will only stay high for so long. Mm -hmm. So as houses become available on the market, it will lower the value of all the houses around it because it's a supply and demand thing with housing. Right. So the more there is on the market for supply, depending on the demand, will determine the value, the market value. Absolutely. And this holds true for developers as well. But if they don't, they don't have any challenges, they can just come in and freely develop getting variances and, you know, there's no one to hold the line. No for, accountability. No, f- there's no one to hold the line for this county for ecologically tearing up. I mean, clear cutting. Um, do we have gopher tortoises even in this county? We should. We have in the past, but it doesn't seem to be. They don't care about preservation. And, and it's. It is, yeah, but you, you're going to have that here because you have different folks running the county. Yeah, and that reminds me, they trot out, and this is not meant to pick on the paper bear in any way. I'm sure it's a great a, I a think film. it's a great cause, and Absolutely I think that it would be good cause. for a county who is preserving exactly. to invest in a project like that, to say, yes, we as a county, we as the people, we support preservation conservation and we 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 not only we we practice what we preach and we as a community agree to assist in putting this film out there and that that looks good on walton county but when we're not doing that what what is that when you are entertaining taking a few hundred thousand dollars of taxpayer money and investing it in a movie about conservation yet you're not willing to hold the line with developers well, it's the I, destruction it, yeah. caused by developing. And, and there, not all development destroys. No. Okay, not all development destroys, and there is responsible development. So, but that is not a concern in this county. And it will not be as long as the people who are running it remain in office. And if you get the same mindset, it will continue. And this county will be, well, it's already a mess. It really is. If I were a tourist... I would choose to go to Navarre Beach, Destin, Panama City, because the congestion and the inability to access anything on the South One is, is, well, it's just not something you, you know. And while, since you mentioned the other counties, that's another thing I wanted to address. I see a lot of people and I've heard people talking about comparisons to the counties around here. And that's one way to view it. But another thing to do is to just look at the unique situation of Walton County with the amount of revenue, the amount of property value in Walton County, the ad valerum. While we do have one of the lowest millage rates in the state, we have some of the highest per capita ad valerum revenue pulled in. It is quite unique. And so the question then is, what is being done with that windfall, with that unique budgetary excess that Walton County has? 
You have people that are spending the money that have no skin in the game. They have no understanding of how tourism, this county relies heavily on tourism. There is no industry here. Give me what? Loves? That's a gas station. We have a lot of those. Banking? We have none of those. What is the industry here? Nothing. Tourism. But tourism. If they destroy tourism, their golden goose will be gone. And what's interesting is that the South End generates... 60% of the ad valorem revenue of Walton County comes from South Walton, south of the Bay. They account for only 40% of our year-round population, yet they carry more than 60, 60% of the ad valorem revenue that drives the budget in this county. Abby, and they have, the, the, all the municipalities are located... Not, uh, north of the north, bay. North of the bay. Right. And that that isn't even touching on what percentage of the sales tax is generated south of the bay through the more expensive establishments and everything there, plus the tourism that comes in. That's all driven by south of the bay. Uh, so much of the revenue broken down in this county comes from south of the bay. And yet we have individuals north of the bay. With, with no as, executive as said, no, business management, no experience whatsoever. Never, some of them never even lived outside of this county. So, and and that is something to really consider because anybody who has an investment that is south of the bay and they rely on for income or or for whatever, you, you the people managing your assets yeah. are not they're they. Yeah, we've lived in Walton County for nine years now, and we're still considered by some to be new, brand new. How can you speak? I mean, there's this this mentality of the people that have always been here, but that's simply not the majority anymore. With all the investment in South Walton, all the growth in South Walton, all the uh, investment of time, money, entrepreneurial spirit, building something in South Walton based off that tourist industry, which has become the only thing that is here that is driving our economy. South Walton needs to have a voice in what goes on in this county. And, and, and one thing that is um, something to consider, and this has to do with the EDA, um, if Walton County, and, and I've lived in other cities, and I have seen rundown um, areas of the city or how they will generate new businesses to come in, you know, how they, it's enticing them. A corporation that will bring jobs to an area are not going to bring their corporation to the area if you don't have infrastructure in place. And that, that infrastructure is not just roads, it's hospitals, it's sewage, it's uh, internet, solid internet. Yeah. We, all these things, solid internet, um, the energy grid, everything. Uh, and when you don't invest, a city must invest to entice people to bring, you know, yeah. for corporations they, to come to to their area. And this is not just a city, it's a county. It's It could be literally a very small community. The investment has to be there before a corporation, because you're not the only one trying to get that corporation to come to your area. There are plenty of places across the United States that are also vying to get that corporation to move to their area for the taxes, tax, you know, and Walton County does not understand that. Yeah. 
they want to add all this housing to north of the bay, whether it's Freeport, uh, 331 corridor up uh, up into Defuniac. Uh, speaking of Defuniac's uh, sewage system is so outdated that it has terracotta pipes. Yeah, terracotta pipes. It's got no expansion capabilities. And that's something that the city of Defuniac is struggling with in real time right now on how to afford and upgrade those. And yet we have all this push to develop North Walton as if North Walton must be part of the tourism. They, they set up a North Walton Tourism Development Council, the North of the Beach push. All these things that we're hearing about, uh, here's, here's a fun one. It's come up again. It's been around for years. So there was an article back in 2016, I believe, about it. But the push to get Amtrak to come through to Phoenix Springs, it'll be a great boon to have Amtrak and set up a Amtrak uh, train station. I mean, not a depot. 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 Thank you. <laughs> We're lows up here. But <laughs> to have a train depot for Amtrak in Defuniac Springs. I mean, think about that for a moment. We want to set up a train depot for Amtrak in Defuniac Springs. Amtrak, a completely failed business model that only existed and it only has existed for the last 20 plus years based off government subsidies from the federal government to even keep operating. And we want to put a Amtrak train depot into Funiac Springs to then have what? A shuttle bus down to the beach? A shuttle bus to the beach, right? But maybe we should actually just shuttle them straight on over to Eagle Springs Golf Course. I mean, Eagle Springs Golf Course is a government-subsidized, completely failing business model that is picked up by taxpayers' money. Amtrak is the same. Seems cohesive to you me. You don't need a shuttle bus to do that. The tracks actually go right across. Oh, you're the property. right. Right. They, they could they could just jump on and jump off. Have the tra have Amtrak slow down a little bit for Eagle <laughs> Eagle Springs. <laughs> jump. But on a more serious note, train stations in general are attractants or magnets for. Let's just be honest. Criminal activity. The fentanyl traffic that everybody's worried about in this nation and is a factor in North Walton. That's another means of transport, transporting illegal substances or in illegal individuals in and through North Walton. Well, it opens up the, for the criminal element, which you can expect uh, more criminals and criminal activity. Right. It is actually able to take um, to the 95 corridor. It is a direct line from there to, you know, yeah. out 10 and you can just. Yep. I-10 East-West, 95, that north-south corridor that's so renowned for the drug trafficking mm -hmm. and trafficking in illegals and everything else. And another aspect of that, and I already touched on it a bit, but the idea of government subsidies. Sure, the federal government subsidizes Amtrak, or it couldn't exist, certainly. Yeah, they're expecting, I think, a $66 billion federal subsidy. Um to get the line up and running. And then overall, it would be $170 billion that the, the Amtrak and the government would have to invest. And then on top of that, for the, the stops, yeah. uh, local government would also have to have an investment there. Yeah. So you're talking about a taxpayer investment to assist in the subsidizing of that Amtrak just to get it to come here. You're, you're making another investment on taxpayer money to bring something to North Walton that do we really need, do we want, 
Is that a priority of Walton County? And specifically, I want to say, is that a priority of South Walton? Because we must consider who funds Walton County. If you are shareholders in a large company, and goodness, Walton County is a large corporation with an annual budget now of $315 million with billions in annual revenue brought in through the tourist industry. As shareholders or taxpayers, don't you think the Board of County Commissioners or your executive board for your company should be accountable to those shareholders? Well, we have an investment in the county. They leverage the um, revenue based on assessed value to theoretically um, bring value to the community for both tourism and local residents. And I'm just not seeing it. And honestly, I have given it a lot of thought and thought, I am really getting tired of being negative and finding, you know, everything that's wrong. But I'm real hard pressed to find good things going on. There are good things going on in the community. But generally speaking, um, this is community related. These are individuals, individual nonprofits that are doing these good things, not the county itself. There, and here's the thing. The county is doing a lot but not to benefit the citizens, or the taxpayers, or the tourists, for that matter. I yeah, mean, when you have pollution pouring into the bay, when you have gridlock due to largely poor planning, poor infrastructure, when you have a power structure that's outdated, you have internet that is not even remotely competitive with other areas. No. I mean... People come from living in in rural areas north of here, come down here to the beach for their big vacation and go, my gosh, the Internet barely works down here. How embarrassing is that for a multi-billion dollar tourism industry location? It's because priorities. We've had several initiatives to get Internet in the north end. I know this. Um, and it's been failed endeavors. I mean... I'm not really sure. I haven't looked into it, but I just know that it has not improved. Yeah. Even what little has arrived has arrived late, lesser, and inadequate than what was promised. Meanwhile, millions of dollars in taxpayer money is being spent. Well, I do know this, that if the South End, which is the golden goose of the county, the tourist industry, and those that hold equity down there, uh, and have investment, they need to really pay attention because we're coming to a point where I don't know. I mean, I know the county has been through um, a lot of change prior to us even getting here, but it seems like, you know, with the traffic and the development, I mean, this is all at once. There's going to be a tipping point. Yeah, and there's going to be a point that. where you how ha- how do you recover? How much can you go back and retroactively catch up on well, the deeper you get into this? Property value is, has gone up, but don't think for a minute that it cannot go down. Right. As we lost a hospital, which hopefully will 
get back. As the traffic continues to increase, we're already seeing a reduction in tourism this year. I mean, at what point will the word get out that Walton County cannot handle the tourism industry anymore? We have outgrown and outdeveloped our own foresight infrastructure and capability to manage what we have. And those who have invested so heavily in the South End, whose livelihoods and profits are wrapped up in South Walton, need to start paying attention. I also want to comment on the Sheriff's Department. And I had posted online, uh, basically calling Danny out for what he said in the meeting. And I stand by that. I think that that was not right to do to call out the sheriff as if he has some, you know, gaming the system. First of all, I've given it a lot of thought and seeing how the county has been ran by the commissioners and probably years before we even got here, I would think that a sheriff having so much on his plate, so much responsibility with the EMS, the fire department, 911. Corrections. The animal control, the corrections. I mean, yeah. He has a big, I mean, this is his budget and it includes all these different things. In addition, we as citizens, since that is our lifeline, literally our lifeline, if anything happens, we need them. Yeah. And we need them to be able to respond when seconds matter, just like a hospital being important in the North. Well, we need them to be able to respond quickly. Um. I don't know, I haven't looked into his budget, and I don't know, you know, what it is. But as far as the full-time employees that he's asking for, I personally, with the development and the increase in population that we're expecting to see, because with houses come people, we're going to need more deputies to cover these areas. Because with more people comes crime. I mean, so basically, as a community builds, we need these things. And I'm glad that he has the foresight to be able to know, you know, see that coming. Because a lot of these developments that were planted, you know, years ago, they're actually now, you know, people are starting to move in, et cetera, and so on. Yeah, I want to actually add to that. And I agree with you. And I think we need to have productive... And maybe, and I don't want to say that any conversation is wrong, but I think we need to have the correct conversations. And what I mean by that is, and you, you, you illustrated at the beginning, we have a sheriff who is in charge of not just the sheriff's department, but of EMS, fire, corrections, animal control. I don't know historically how the sheriff of Walton County ended up in charge of all those separate entities when most counties aren't run that way. And I understand Walton County is unique and we need to avoid trying to do these cross comparisons with other counties. But I think perhaps it would be a valid discussion to have to say, is that model working best going forward? Or should we have some separation of those so that some of those other entities, whether it's EMS or animal control, et cetera, would have separated budgets that could be looked at and perhaps save money so that the sheriff in those sheriff duties uh, and the police duties 
I know there's a lot of crime in North Walton and South Walton, uh, more so than it was previously, so that the focus that can be there. And that would also allow when people have issues with this massive number of the sheriff's budget, 66.7%, I believe, of the ad valorem or $95 million, people want to, oh my goodness, that's such a huge amount of money. But we don't know how that's divided out. Maybe if we had some division of... Well, we also, I know they don't get paid 60, you know, um, millions of dollars, but... One of the issues that I was um, made um, aware of is that the deputies here, when a neighboring county raises the salary, they will go to that county if it's significant enough. We need to have, our, you know, we need to retain our deputies and Absolutely. have a competitive salary and package. Re- and I think that's one of the reasons why. Um, Absolutely. And if you can retain them over time, then they become invested in the community more so than if they're moving around between counties based off of chasing uh, those raises. And well, that, I don't mean that as a negative to those individuals. It's understandable. No, because we but. have to live. But the other thing I want to touch on is the communications, which you would actually be good to speak to because you understand how communication hardware and Yes. So it changes so quickly and rapidly. And one thing that we really want is with the phone service and, you know. We have, we have a, a large portion of our county that is rural, and the only means these folks have to communicate is through the radio communication. And having properly functioning, fully integrated communications in the police force will not only save minutes, seconds, I mean, are our radio communications integrated with the communications of Defeniac City Police Force? Are they on the same channels? What is the expandability of this current system that we have in place? Is it a system that is being sunsetted, therefore no longer to be supported? There are a lot of questions that need to be answered before. and And I'm not saying that the sheriff necessarily owes me individually these answers, but before we start, throwing out our frustrations and pointing to things such as $30 million for a communication system. Well, that's the total we would, cost. I, right. Well, uh, yeah, exactly. And there's a grant involved, which yeah. that grant may not be available in the future. So you have to take advantage of it when yeah. you can. Our investment is less than half of that. It, you know, is that grant uh, a time-limited thing? Is our current system being sunsetted or otherwise obsolete? Does it not have the expandability to handle additional police officers or deputies that we need due to our growing population? Some systems are going to have a finite number of radio units they can handle without massive investment in upgrading what could be an antiquated system. If this new system we're getting has expandability and a life cycle to get us through the next 10, 15, 20 years and all the anticipated growth, and we're getting over half of it paid for in a grant now, this may be exactly the right opportunity, the right moment in time to set the sheriff's office and deputies up to have success in supporting and protecting our county for many years to come. So... I just want to say, in conjunction with what Sean's saying, we need to be careful how judgmental we are when we don't have all the facts and we don't have all the information. So there is a lot of wasteful spending in Walton County, but we need to be 
conscientious and objective when we choose what to point out and what to complain about. Clearly, there's enough revenue in this county to take care of the critical things, infrastructure being one of those, as stated by the citizens well, and I, the BCC. In all honesty, after the um, bill was put in that uh, only the sheriff's department can, I believe, write tickets or uh, enforce enforce on the beaches and the unincorporated areas, I think that um, we need to look at like code enforcement. Well, code perhaps. enforcement is a big issue. You got forty-one employees in there. Um, Okaloosa. Now, this is where I'm going to compare. Okaloosa has five code enforcement employees. Five, five. We have forty-one. You know, and you know what that tells me? We're going to govern you to death, and we're going to give you citations. And when we do. We're going to give you citations. And how about the people who they cite over and over? Those citations accumulate to where they can't pay them. And you know what they do? They foreclose on their property. That's what they do. And if anybody trusts this county with property, mm, I'm sorry. I go, I'm go. i going there because yeah. they are looking to take whatever they can from whoever they can. There is no conscience. Yeah, remember. Oh, and there's a lot of bureaucracy in this county, and it comes from the north. The police, the dep- the sheriff's deputies, et cetera, they enforce the state laws, right? Mm-hmm. Code enforcement, their only authority comes from ordinances. local ordinances. That's right. They are the arm to enforce the local code as... 41. 41 to enforce I wonder. Ordinances. I wonder... Which county's government might be overreaching? Yeah, they are. We could go on, <laughs> but I th- I just want I wanted to have a frank conversation, and Sean did as well, about not just our budget, but the situation with our county. Twenty twenty four is going to be a huge year for Walton County. Not only do we have three commissioner seats up for election. Next year, uh, districts one, three, and five, but we also have the sheriff's office, the uh, clerk of courts, uh, pretty much everyone but the supervisor of elections. All the uh, official position or all the constitutional officers are up for election in twenty twenty four. It may be a little late in the game, probably too late to affect change to this budget for twenty three twenty four. But it's not too late to start having the conversations, having objective observations, and deciding how we, the citizens, want to chart the course for the future of Walton County. And 2024 is going to provide an opportunity for us to go to the ballot box, reset the leadership of this county, and be part of that process going forward. But we need to have those discussions now leading into that. And with that said, I think it's critical. I know we're putting out a podcast, but our intent putting this podcast out there isn't to push our specific ideas or agendas. It's It's just much easier to listen to people (laughs) talk about it and versus going through Facebook and trying to uh, go through the comments and, you know, um, get the updates on the community and 
Yes, but it, our goal is also to foster conversations, whether they're around your dinner table with your friends. Or on Facebook. Or on Facebook. <laughs> we want to generate constructive, dedicated conversation where we can come together to craft the future of Walton County and take... For all, for all yeah, the citizens. All the citizens. For the citizens and for the... You know, the tourists that come here, making it a safer and enjoyable experience and not so stressful for the people who are local to the area. The current direction and leadership of Walton County is not serving Walton County. And we have an opportunity in front of us to change that. And I hope everyone that hears this podcast will be willing to engage in that process constructively with us. No. Everyone, you know, it creates conversation and um, it's literally to affect our daily lives. You know, the money that's coming out of our pockets, you yeah. know, our, our investments, our homes. You know, if we're paying taxes on our homes, the money should be reinvested in the community through uh you know, salaried individuals, you know, people who are filling positions to serve the community because it, you know, no matter what, local government is a civil servant and also to provide um, necessary infrastructure. And also one thing that's important to me as far as a citizen is that the people that do serve as far as the police department and those in civil, you know, any area, that they have the proper equipment to do their job not outdated so you know but i don't think we need an entire fleet for every county employee because <laughs> i think that's where we're going and I'm, not, I'm not sure the planning department needs a electric vehicle a seventy thousand dollar electric vehicle so perhaps i don't know perhaps the county's investing in elon musk no it's oh, not that's a, it's another not that. whole conversation but anyway, thank you for tuning in, and we look forward to bringing you content in the future as things happen. And if anybody has anything they want to hear about, don't oh, hesitate yeah. to reach out to us on Above the Fold Facebook page. Or, or you can email me at ssrally at proton.com. That's my Proton email address. Mail. Proton Mail. Sorry. <laughs> ProtonMail.com. And if you want any information, documentation, anything that I spoke of, or Kevin spoke of, I can send it to you um, and provide that. Yep. We fully believe in an informed citizenship, and we'll do whatever we can to help uh, share that information and whatever uh, we find. And if you find something, please don't hesitate to share it with us. Yeah, and if you like what you hear here and you think that other people will benefit from it in the community, please share it. Yep. with your friends and neighbors so that they're aware of what's going on. And this is not by no means to, you know, um, bash on our commissioners, but I honestly think if they're not held accountable and left to just do what they want without being reeled in, you know, because they may think they have the best interests of the community at heart, but not really. Yeah. Remember Walton County, is in Florida, which is in America. And in America, our government is supposed to work for us. That may be difficult on the national stage sometimes, 
but there's no place better to start holding our government accountable to the people than here locally in Walton County, where we all live. And remember, the meeting is September 25th. 5.01 p.m. at the South Annex. And show up. We may not be able to get anything changed on the budget, and that's fine. But they will know that we're watching. They need to know that Walton County's waking up, watching, and they're seeing what's going on. All right, that's enough for uh, this podcast, and we look forward to talking to you next time. Please comment in whatever medium you find this if you have anything to say and be part of the conversation. Thank you, Walton County.